progress and we're back with episode 18 of the sports first podcast and today along with my co-host eric how you doing sir i'm pretty good good to be back with you yes sir always as always and today we have our 15th guest it's an exact number Knicks tape baby the knicks are back in town we got my man j-rod how you doing brother doing good bro how about you i'm just glad to be on you for my first podcast ever yes sir that's what we do around here we get people out of their shell um, so today we're going to talk to you about the New York Knicks, 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 Knicks. We're going to talk to you about um, this little Shaq Duncan debate that me and Eric had on Twitter and we decided to bring it to the podcast. And last but not least, um, this this Saturday, Kevin Garnett, Duncan and Cole are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And yeah, so let's get to it. So last night after the Celtics lost to the Cavaliers, uh, mathematically, they cannot reach the Knicks. They can't catch up to them. So this claimed the spot for the Knicks in the playoffs for the first time since the 2013 season when they made the second round and they lost in six to the Indiana Pacers. Now, J-Rod, on this podcast, we like to put people on the spot. So um, starting off the episode, I got to put you on the spot. You know, everyone knows that you are anti-Tibbs. You know, uh, unfortunately here, we don't like to admit we're wrong when we're wrong about things. So how do you feel that the Knicks are back? The Mecca is back in the playoffs. And how are you feeling about Tibbs? from day one compared to day 200? Honestly, I'm very excited. Like, the, like when we, like, the whole offseason, like, like prior to hiring Thibs, I was not, like, I was not a fan of him at all. Like, I was just, like, bring me Kenny Atkinson or uh, I am Udoka from, I think he's with Brooklyn right now. It was those two that I wanted the most. I did not want Thibs. I thought he was just, like, outdated, just not a player's coach, did not, like, relate to young players. Like, I and honestly, I didn't think he was right for like the rebuild that we were about to go through. And yeah, he proved me wrong, honestly. So it's like So um how did you feel about RJ coming into the season before like RJ like now? Cause like coming into the season, you know, a lot of people like to get their clicks off of RJ and the Knicks because there's this thing called um Knicks for clicks. So how do you feel about RJ like right now and what you're seeing from him? He's almost like a forty percent shooter from three. Yeah, honestly, this leap in shooting, I did not expect that. I was expecting, like, him to be around, like, 35, 34. But, I mean, it's like, he, I don't know. It's like, he still has a lot to work on, but, like, he's, like, I feel like he could be a 20-point scorer, like, next year, maybe. And he, like, he just has to improve, like, his finishing and, like, like off the dribble shooting, all that stuff. But he's a great defender. Uh, his playmaking has taken a little step forward. Um, that's all, honestly. I expected this from him. Maybe I had a, like a little bit higher expectations, but that's about it. Yes, sir. Um, Eric, obviously we know how Tibbs ended up his coaching tenure in uh, Minnesota. But this year the Knicks are the number four defense and 23rd in offense. So what do you think about what Tibbs has done with this organization? I'm gonna be honest. I was with him. I wasn't. I didn't think that was a smart hire for them. I was, I've never been like a huge Tibbs guy. I've always thought he's. I don't know. I I think he he's good, but I don't know if he's one to like turn around a franchise. But I mean, he was making the Knicks look pretty great right now. So I I even tweeted out probably like a week ago. I was like, you know, I saw the Knicks started the season out good, and I just kept waiting for them to turn back into the Knicks and like start <laughs> falling apart, and it just never happened. Like like. They actually look really good, and I watched their game today. And down the stretch, they, they came back. Good, but yeah. They they yeah. Uh, they went behind a little bit, and then they came back. Like they, I think it's just 
Randall, Randall, his mid-range looked really nice tonight. Like towards the end of the game, he every time he put it up, I, it felt obvious it was about to go in. And Randall, he didn't or Barrett didn't have the best game, but he just looks a lot more comfortable. Like from three, even on yeah, even on off nights, he feels like he's still it's more like comfortable. Like it, it's coming more natural to him now than it did last year, I think. And that's one of the big things that always like transforms a player. And I think he's already up to like. 17 points per game so I could for sure see him being 20 next year especially if his shooting keeps improving it kind of reminds me of Brandon Ingram how his efficiency just took a huge leap and from free throw and three and it feels like we're already seeing I think Bear was like a 31 percenter now he's 39 so I mean if he keeps improving who knows he has a pretty high ceiling so I'm excited to see where they go and I don't know. This team, they could have a bright future if they just keep building correctly and if Tibbs keeps doing his thing. Yeah, um, honestly, I didn't expect this from the Knicks coming into the season. The fact that Vegas had them at like 20 wins total um, was surprising. And then they broke that and then they reached a win 30 and then win 35. And like, I feel like everyone was winning, like like you said, Eric, for the Knicks to collapse, you know, for the Knicks to be in the Knicks once again. And it just never happened. Um, obviously, we all know Tibbs is a very good defensive coach, and that's what he's known for. But, like, the offense never exploded. And if you guys follow the the statistics, the Knicks actually had the number four defense and the number 23 offense. So, Tibbs has done a great job, tip of the cap. In my humble opinion, I think he's the unanimous coach of the year, regardless of what um, happens in Utah or Phoenix. Would you guys agree with that? I don't know yeah, about definitely. unanimous, but I would give it to him. He would be my vote, but I don't know if it would be, like, unanimous. I don't know. Yeah, would... I, yeah, I think Monty Williams has a good case, but mm-hmm. I would still give it to Tibbs. Yes, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, Jared, obviously, um, when when you got Derrick Rose, you know, obviously we were talking about it in the group chat, and you weren't very fond of that either because you weren't looking forward to turning back the clock. You were weren't looking forward to giving um, Emmanuel quickly more minutes. Um, how did you feel about Derrick Rose at the trade when you got him? And how do you feel about Derrick Rose right now? Because he's been a great spark off the bench for you guys. Yeah, at the time we got him, I thought it was just another non-shooting point guard that can't defend a rock and just take away minutes from him quickly. But now it's just like he's just like elevated everybody around. Like he just elevated like the whole bench around him. Like quickly he's playing better with him, honestly. Like he's actually shooting the ball well too. Like it's not like he's shooting like 25%. Like I'm like, I don't know his exact numbers. I'll check right now, but I know he's, he's, he's shooting 41. 41 from three? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, D-Rose, like, like, his last recent games have been, like, 20 points, five rebounds, six assists. Like, I don't know. He's He definitely proved me wrong now. And we didn't give up much to, like, get him either. We gave up Dennis Smith and, like, I think the Hornet second rounder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, do you get tired of hearing the commentators say vintage D Rose every time he makes a bucket, or do you like that? No, I honestly enjoy it. Clyde's, Clyde and Mike Breen are the goats. <laughs> Best commentators in the NBA, folks. Eric, thoughts on the resurgence of Mr. Derek Rose? I think I saw people talking about how, like, he's one of the most likable players in the league. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that has surrounded his name lately. I'm not going really to talk about all that. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about some of the stuff. But, yeah. I mean, Derrick Rose is just one of those guys I think most people want to see, like, do well. Like, everyone it, – it, you always see, like, what comes to mind is you see those things where it's like, oh, who who's the best player here? You take 
Russ and you give him Curry shooting. You take Shaq and you give him AI's athleticism. And then another one just sitting there is Derrick Rose never gets injured. Like, that's just how much people love Derrick Rose. Like, there's no reason he should be yeah. among players like those. It's just people love Derrick Rose like that because he won MVP in 2011 and then never really was able to get back to that level because of injuries and other things. So people just – a lot of people hate that we never got to see, like, a prime, prime D. Rose, like, see how good he, his ceiling, how high it could have been. And a lot of people are just happy. It's been rough. I remember we were like watching the video of him crying after getting traded and that was tough to watch. So it's just, it's good seeing him succeed somewhere and like play winning basketball. So I think everyone is pretty happy just to see that from him. I'm going to ask you this again, but I feel like, like I, I, I swear to God, I feel like you talk about this every week. Derek Rose for you deserved the MVP in 2011, right? Yes, I think so. I hate I'm talking about that, bro. I'm not going to get into it because I know a lot of people think LeBron, but I just – I, I, I think the thing that bothers me is those people who are like, oh, LeBron deserved it every single year. We know the politics that goes around that. Doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. And I think with Derrick Rose, I mean, no one expected the Bulls to have the best record in the league. Everyone expected the Heat to kind of run through the league that year. We and should then, have, but – and then Derrick Rose managed to lead the Bulls to the number one record in the league while putting up great stats, being a great offensive player. Like, I, I think he was deserving of it. And the thing that bothers me most is at the time, the voting was like, he got like 90% of the first place votes. Like, it wasn't even close. And now people 10 years later in 2021 want to try and say, oh, no, he didn't really deserve it. Okay, were you actually watching the league back then? Or are you just hopping on basketball reference and looking at stats and saying, nah, he doesn't? Like, it, I don't know. It just gets frustrating hearing that argument all the time. Every single time. Well, there you have it, folks. Derrick Rose deserved the 2011 MVP. It's not close. Speaking of awards, um, J-Rod, I think, you know, there was a lot of concern around um, Jeremy Grant and uh, Michael Porter Jr., but I don't understand what they think. Like, Jeremy Grant, I could see um, an option for, for um, MIP. But you got to give it to Julius Randle, especially with the improvement in his shooting from three, from mid-range, his scoring. Um, what do you think? Do you think Julius Randle is a unanimous most improved player? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think he's unanimous. I mean, Jeremy Grant made great strides this year, but, like, I mean, I'm not going to fault him, but it's not, like, like leading to winning like Julius is. But I don't know if that's really, like, a winning award, but, like, Julius is shooting, like, 41% from three. Like, this is just, like, this isn't normal, like, development. Like, yeah. Do you think a lot of that has to do with Tibbs? Uh, or would you say the coaches around Tibbs? I would say it's a mixture of both. Okay. Because we brought in uh, Kenny Payne as college coach. I think that was a big move. Somebody that knows him his best, like like knows him the best, and uh, could really like unleash the best in him. But I think Tibbs is like a big uh, part in it too. Like Julius Randle even said. Uh, like when they were hiring, like when like when William Wesley, uh, the VP of the Knicks, and Leon Rose, our GM right now or president, uh, said like when they were hiring a coach, like they asked him like, "What do you want?" And he said, "I want somebody that could like hold me accountable and like push me to be the best." And that's Tibbs, I guess. Well, he did say today that he sees himself playing in a future in New York. Like he wants to play with the Knicks for the rest of his career. Do you see you? Do you see you guys offering him a max this summer? Yeah, I definitely think he's getting extended, especially after this season. I think he'll get around. Well, I mean, what's the max? Like thirty mil? Thirty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirty mil. I mean, I think he'll get that. I'm still a little like, not. I'm not totally on board with that, but I understand it because 
<laughs> like one year in a weird season, it's just like uh, yeah, I don't know. To... We'll oh no, you're saying it's a Mickey Mouse season. <laughs> oh no. I mean, I am, but I but I'm not. It's like yeah, I feel you. We're not. I... We don't. We don't pocket watch. That's nothing. That's not something a grown ass men do. Um, Eric, yeah, exactly. thoughts on the Knicks giving Julius Randle the max contract? What do you think? I, I think he deserves it. Like, I do understand it's just one year, so you want to be kind of hesitant. But I don't know. I think you have to hold on to talent in this league. You don't want to just let him walk. And, I mean, with how much he's helped the team this year and how quickly he's turned them around and they're actually making the playoffs. I mean, what was it that everyone's been posting, that little Cody dude's getting his wish finally like 10 yeah. years later? <laughs> so, eight, yeah eight years later eight years later yeah little cody's finally getting his wish of the knicks making the playoffs yeah. so i don't know i think i think he deserves it i think he's a huge part of this team like even watching the game today and all the games i've watched he sometimes will just like put the team on his back and not saying that the team is bad but he'll just like take over a game like a star player would and he'll just lead them to victory and I think you have to try and hold on to players like that. So I think he deserves it, but I can't understand being hesitant because of the season and everything. But yeah, Bam shut that shit down though. The three times they played. Sorry, oh, I just had to. Okay. I, I had to say that. I'm, I'm sorry. Sure um, uh, Jarod, if I'm not, I'm not trying to be a bad person. Um, yeah. If you guys face the Bucks or let's say the Nets, <clears throat> and you guys, I don't know, losing five or get swept, regardless in your opinion on what you think about Tibbs. Do you think it's a successful season, 100%? Yeah, easily, easily. Like, I, honestly, I didn't think we were even coming close to this. I was expecting just another year being a top – like, having another top 10 pick. That, like, that's what I was rooting for, honestly. I wasn't rooting to make the playoffs. I was rooting to get in the top 10. Yeah, I was rooting for that. So, yeah, no matter what happens, I think the season definitely is success. Yeah, I'm I, hoping we still – yeah. I'm hoping we still get a land in the first round, but we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all hoping for that? Um, yeah. For, well, I I know it's <laughs> nothing like too big, but congrats on making the playoffs. Obviously, um, you're not satisfied with that, and you want more. But you know, shout out to Tibbs, the coaching staff, Leon Rose. I don't think Leon Rose is getting his props for what he's done this season with this team, and the fact that a coach like Tibbs, coming off what he did in Minnesota, came into New York and like turned that franchise around. Um, I feel like he deserves a lot of credit because, like, it's not easy to inherit a team like that and turn it around in just, like, 365 days. So, shout-out to Tibbs and Leon Rhodes for um, doing a great job over there in the in the Mecca and bringing back basketball to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I, I do want to ask you all real quick. If uh, Knicks do get matched up with the Hawks first round, like, four or five, who do you all think wins that? Do you all oh, think Knicks take it? We're putting him on the spot again. Yeah, I'm asking you, too. I want to know both of you. Yeah, I want to know both of y'all's opinions. What? And that is, I mean, y'all have the five right now. Heat do. So, Knicks would have to, because y'all have the tiebreaker. Y'all have to Jimmy them. Butler for dismantling the Sixers tonight. And bam. <laughs> but who y'all think wins Knicks Hawks series? Mm. Oh, oh, unbiased, by the way. Here at the Sports Fellas, we like to be unbiased, brother. Mm. I think I'd lean Knicks. I'm going to be honest. Really? I think I would. I think it'd be close, though. Okay. Unbiased, I'm going to lean Knicks. Knicks and seven. Oh. Let's see that. That was literally oh. my prediction. Because I don't think okay. either team's good enough to win in like five. I don't think either team's better. So yeah. I feel like game one would determine how I feel about the series. Like mm-hmm. I have to see how Tibbs is gonna guard Trey Young. Is he gonna <laughs> press him full court? Is he gonna press him in half court and force others to make plays? And defense wins you championships, and the Knicks have a top five defense. 
So I'm going to have to agree with you guys and go with the Knicks in seven. Um, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. It's funny looking at the standings. You'd be like a Knicks-Hawks playoff series. Like Nobody wants to watch that, though. But I actually – I, would, watch, I would watch that, honestly. Like, I think it would be entertaining. I think it would be entertaining. They're going like, to have them on NBA TV, bro. Because I love Clint Capella, and Trey Young is fun to watch. And then the Knicks, it's fun seeing how much better they've improved. So I would watch it. Well, I mean, I'd watch Trae all. Young, honestly, Trey Young might get the Damian Lillard treatment depending on how he – performs this year depending on who he plays because Probably. the heat had that man in rikers when they played and when jimmy was healthy so <laughs> we'll have to see what happens moving on to our second topic of the night um this came about because eric hates debating on twitter now he's a changed man um <laughs> but he's turning back the clock these last two weeks with all the debating going on around warriors twitter and shout out to them for being very passionate about their team and about the and I, rigged, about I mean the the 2018 series against the rockets um so we came about and there was this whole debate going around Shaq and Tim Duncan. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was a thing going on for like 72 hours. And a lot of people asked me to, and I said Shaq. And then Eric said, well, I think it's close. And then he was like, well, why don't we make it a topic on the pod? And we're like, you know what? Let's get to it. No, I just want to point out real quick. The main reason it started was because I feel like Andres doesn't give Duncan enough credit. Like the original topic, I think was Dunk or one of the things that came up was Duncan Kobe. And he said, it's Kobe easily. And I was like, come on, man, give Duncan some flowers. And then it turned into Duncan Shaq. And that's when we were like, all right, we got to take this on there because this man sleeps on Duncan too much. That's all I'm going to say. Anywho, um, J-Rod, since you're our guest today, um what do you think about tim duncan and Shaq? and did you see all the debates going on, on twitter yes or no yeah i saw the debates going on on twitter honestly this is a tough topic like i i think they're just so close like like they have like the similar accolades and like championships obviously like all that but i would probably like the way i view it is Shaq had had like the better peak but like peak of his career and Duncan had the better like longevity. overall career. Yeah, yeah longevity. longevity. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna and, go with none of them. <laughs> yeah, who's your final I'd, answer? If I had a lean there's no right or wrong answer, brother. I would go Shaq. Okay. I think he was I think he was just like the more dynamic player, this offensive force. He Not was, anything. Pure, was he a pure hooper? He's a pure hooper. Yes, sir. A bucket getter. <laughs> oh, listen, man. Bucket getter Shaquille O'Neal. Eric, thoughts? I think so. I agree. I think Shaq does have a higher peak. Like his him at his best is better than Duncan at his best. But I do think Duncan at his best does get underrated because, like, if you look at the 2003 playoff run he had, that's one of two playoff runs ever where a player won the championship with no other teammate averaging 15 points in the playoffs. What was the other one? 1994, Hakeem Olajuwon, the greatest center ever. Anyway, that's beside the point. (laughs) um, So, like, that right there is insane because, like, you – people look and say, like, oh, well, he said Manu, he said Park. They were young. They weren't doing – like, all the players he had were either getting old and past it or were young and weren't at their point yet. And I think so that for his peak, I do agree Shaq's is higher, but I feel like people need to kind of open their eyes to how good Duncan really was in his peak. I think Duncan's longevity, I think everyone would agree Duncan takes longevity. And I think the thing for me is whenever I look at like 
Shaq was dominant offensively, and he was a better offensive player, in my opinion. And Duncan was the better defensive player. I mean, Duncan, I think, has an argument to be the greatest defensive player ever. He wouldn't be my pick, but I think he does have a – you could make a case for it. So whenever I look at that, I'd lean Duncan typically, but I could understand someone saying Shaq. Usually if I was, like, looking at them both – one of them, they'd be like, if I was like ranking one five, the other would be six or four. If I was ranking one seven, the other would be eight or nine. Like they're right next to each other, in my opinion. So I could see it either way, but I'd lean Duncan. Okay. Now we have to yeah. break tie. Um, I have to go with Diesel. I have mm-hmm. to go with Shaq. Um, I would agree with what you guys said about um, Shaq having a better peak and Duncan having better longevity. Yeah. The thing about Duncan is, I'm not saying it's lies that are told about him, but a lot of people like to say that, oh, five championships, three finals MVPs, um, two two um, MVPs, yada, 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 15-time NBA All-Star, but they don't break it down. So in 2005, he wasn't the best player in that run. The best player in that run was Manu, and Manu was the best player in that game seven against the Pistons, and he deserved that finals MVP. Would you guys agree with that, or you guys don't? I think I think he deserved the finals. Of yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if I'd say Manu was the best throughout the whole playoffs. Okay, but I think Manu deserved the finals MVP. So yeah, I would agree. Okay, so after after the 2007 season, Tim Duncan was a role player. He wasn't a superstar. So from 07 to 16, the last nine years of his career, he wasn't like that guy. Except for Game Six against the Heat, when he had like like twenty and ten, and, and he was shooting like two hundred percent from the field, and I still get nightmares from the game. But hey, we ended up winning the championship. Anywho, in the two thousand seven NBA Finals, Tony Parker was the Finals MVP for a reason because they played through him. Now a lot of people are gonna say, well, the thing is, um, Duncan didn't need to be that guy anymore. So if Duncan didn't need to be that guy anymore, how come when he wins a ring as a role player in twenty fourteen, people try to put him over Kobe all time? So it's a lot of hypocrisy. And the other thing was, everyone likes to talk about Kobe and his first-round exits in 06 and 07 um, when he was the seventh seed against the uh, Suns and he had a 3-1 lead. But no one likes to talk about the fact that the Spurs were the one seed in 2010 or 2011, sorry, and they got beat by the Grizzlies in six games. So everyone talks about Kobe and his chokes, but no one talks about that. The one argument that I think Duncan has against Shaq is, like you guys said, the 2003 run because he literally carried and <clears throat> this is nothing against Shaq, but from when Shaq was a rookie until 2000 or until 1999, sorry, he made the finals once and then he didn't go back until what? Until Kobe Bryant started playing. So when Kobe Bryant was the Robin or the Batman or they were both um, Batman, then they started winning more championships. So that's the only argument that I think that you could use against Shaq, given that you know, you need a complete team around you, and Shaq couldn't make the finals again until he had Cope start, so. But, like, if you want to look at 2014 and say, well, he was just a role player when he won it. Come on, man. 2006, there's a reason we call Dwayne Wade's finals well, one not, of the greatest no, finals I'm not, ever. No, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not, no, I'm no, not, no, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, if I'm you're going to – I think, I think people do ignore a lot for Duncan, but I think – there's a reason a lot doesn't get talked about is because he was just consistently great. And he, sure. He had a couple hiccups throughout his career. Every great player does every great player. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're LeBron. doesn't matter if you're Michael Jordan. doesn't matter if you're Hakeem, Kareem, Magic. Not, not RJ Barrett. No, sir. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. He hasn't. Wow. Wow. 
Like, it just doesn't matter. And so you can go and pick them. And that's why people like to do that with Kobe. Okay, do that with other players then if you want. And Shaq, and that's my thing. That Like, changing it real quick, that's what bothers me with Kareem. Like, whenever people ask me, like, who I think is better, Hakeem or Kareem, I typically say Hakeem. And then people will be like, okay, but Kareem did this, blah, blah, blah. He even was winning championships. And I'll say, okay, Hakeem completely dominated him whenever they met in the playoffs. And even in 1986, whenever they matched up, Hakeem blew him out and was absolutely better than him. And then, so, and my problem with that is a lot of people will look at it and say, well, he was old. And then they say, and then they count the two rings after. Yeah. And then you want to say, oh, well, he also won a ring to the two years after that. If you're not going to count him getting outplayed because he was old, then you can't count the two rings because he was even older. Like, and that's the problem I have with like the Duncan Kobe stuff. People want to nitpick and choose what they look at. Like, yes, Duncan had some mess ups. Like you look at dirt. Nobody, nobody talks about it though. I see. I don't know about that because I see people talk about. It. I see more people start saying no one talks about it than I actually see. Because it's that. true, though. How, when but, have you seen? But that's have, my thing. That's like the same thing of oh, this player's underrated, and then everyone starts saying a player's underrated. At what point is he not underrated anymore? If I like I whenever well that learned. debate, whenever that debate was going on, I was seeing so many people saying, "Well, people never talk about this. Well, people never talk about this. Well, people never talk about this." What are y'all doing? There's 50 tweets right now talking about it. Can I can I raise my hand now? Yeah, who go ahead, about, go ahead. Who talks about the Grizzlies being the Spurs in the first round on Twitter? Please tell yeah, me. No one talks about that. People don't talk about Dirk getting beat ever hardly either. Yeah, fuck the Dirk. only no time it comes up, him. the only time it comes up is whenever the KG debates start up, Dirk and KG. It's going to start up more. And I will say, I do think Kobe, see, and that's my thing. Shaq has some mess-ups too. I don't think they get talked about a lot. The one problem is Kobe, whenever we bring him into the conversation, People love to point out his mistakes, and I think he's unfairly treated. All he did was tell Shark to work harder. That's all. Yeah, I think you agree that his mess ups get pointed out way more than some of the other grades. Would you agree, Justin? Yeah, but but honestly, Andres, I was like, I was gonna bring this up the other day. Okay. Like the tweet you said, and it was like, I think Kobe's closer to the to the goat than Duncan is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. That that was like a good point that I like jotted down on on my notes. Yes, sir. Wait, wait, what was this? What did you say? So I said, because that's where the debate started. I said Kobe is closer to being the GOAT than Tim Duncan, and Tim Duncan is closer to top 10. I, I, I yeah, I agree with that. Where, where okay, I, you don't have to have an exact list. Where do you have each all time? Like, well, Kobe, Kobe, I got him number three, and then Duncan, I have him seventh. Seventh? Oof. Seventh, yeah. yeah. I have, I definitely have Duncan top 10 and i definitely have kobe top five it's just like i don't know exactly yeah. where you want to hear my list you have your full top yeah. 10 list yes. like ready i do yeah. not have mine go ahead go ahead yeah. all right so michael lebron kobe hakeem magic shaq duncan bird bill russell and steph curry oh steph in there okay i like it that's the top um, 10 players of all time so so you are 100 the steph ahead of kd Train. Oh, it's there's no debate. There's zero debate. Like nada. I, I agree. I have Steph ahead of KD. I'm glad you put Bill Russell in there. Some people are so weird about Bill Bro, Russell. we were having we were having an argument in this in, in the group chat the other day, and they were talking about oh, if you put Will if 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 well Will openly said that he was a stat chaser. So enough with that BS of Will would win 20 championships with the Celtics. It's, Bill Will literally was saying how Bill Russell 
he, he talked about how if he was on the Celtics, he doesn't know if they'd be as successful because Wilt talked about how he could get stuff for his own, but Bill opens up and helps his teammates succeed better. Like that right there should tell you one was playing not, I'm not going to say what was a terrible teammate who only played for himself, but Bill clearly helped his teammates and led to more success than Wilt did. And we saw, and you can go back and see that throughout their careers. So, I mean, I don't know. I got Bill ahead of Will. I'm not going to disrespect either. Both are legends. Both are some of the greatest centers ever. But I just don't like how people act weird when it comes to Bill Russell. Um, Gerard, when it comes to Bill and Wilt, and people say if you put Will in this spot, um, would you agree with that? Or, like, you just have Bill Russell rated correctly and Will um, rated correctly? Hey, what do you mean in this spot? So, basically, a lot of people on Twitter like to say that if you put Will on the Celtics, they still win 200 championships. I agree with that. I I mean, in my opinion, I think Will was better. Okay. But, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Okay. So, we got we got a separate opinion. Um, before we move on to our next topic, we have to acknowledge the triple-double king, Mr. Triple-double. No, I'm not talking about Oscar Robertson. I'm talking about Mr. Russell Westbrook, the Brody. Hashtag why not. The kid from California got it out the mud. 182 triple doubles. Um, I just want to say congrats to Russell Westbrook for making it look so easy and give him his flowers while he's still here because there's a lot of people that like to hate on him for retweets and like to call him with a um. They like to say that he has a low IQ, which is very racist in my humble opinion because he graduated <laughs> UCLA with a 4.0 GPA. So do your research in case you didn't know. Um, J-Rod, thoughts on the Brody broken breaking the record? Hashtag Washed King. Everybody caught them lost the whole the whole season. I mean, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Russ personally, but yeah, not nah, that. Like it was a big achievement for sure, passing the big O. Yeah, they, Eric. They, talk, they showed Jason Kidd talking about it and how Jason Kidd, like they showed quotes from him, and he said that no one. I think this was back in like early 2000. He said no one alive will break. You saw that uh, video. Yeah, it, this was about how like Jason Kidd was saying no one alive will ever break uh, Bill, uh, Oscar Robertson's triple double record. Like that's the thing; it was seen as like unimaginable, and so was averaging a triple double for a season. He's done it four times. Like I hate how it was such a big deal when he did it his MVP season, and now people are just kind of like, yeah, whatever. He's already done it multiple times. Like it's still an insane thing he's doing. We're watching this man win player of the week while averaging 23, 17, and 18. Like, those numbers, I don't even – I could put the – I could go put 2K on, like, pro, and I don't know if I could get those numbers. Like, that's how ridiculous <laughs> yeah. it is. Like, he he's doing things that are video game-like, and I really hope people appreciate him while he's here when people clearly don't. Like, it's as simple as that. People just don't appreciate him enough. And I hope he ends his career with a ring because maybe that would get some people to appreciate him. And I would hate to see him end without a ring, but I don't know. I just hope people recognize what he's doing. Do you think he should yeah. retire in in OKC? Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool, but I don't think he like. I, I I think there a lot of people hold stuff onto that. Like I see a, a lot of people talking about, oh well, James Harden's going to come back to Houston. I definitely don't think that's happening, and I'm fine if it doesn't. LeBron needs to go back to Cleveland. I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't think he needs to. Russ going back to OKC, I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't think he needs to. I don't think you have to go. I think it, it wasn't – didn't Dwayne Wade do the one-day contract or 10-day contract or whatever with the – or was it nope. – who, who am I? I'm thinking of someone. I don't know who I'm thinking of, Paul but Pierce. someone like well, – Paul Pierce. That's oh, who. It was Paul Pierce. Yeah, he signed like a whatever contract with the Celtics and then just retired. 
I think that like that's a cool little gesture to goodbye. But I don't think you need to go play one final send off season there. I don't. Like, I think that's a little uncalled for. But if he does, I'd be happy for him. I'd be happy for OKC fans because I know how much they love him. But yeah, they they don't really like him a lot, like at all. <laughs> like it's yeah back. Back to the thing about people not appreciating him, though. Like, I feel like people are just so used to, like, what he's doing now. Like, yeah. the triple-doubles, I feel like, yeah. This man had, like, four straight games with 15 assists, man. Like, the only the only person – like, the first person to do that since, like, Stockton. Like, we're talking 20, 23, 24 years now. Like, it's pretty insane what he's doing, and he just deserves his, his credit and his flowers. But, unfortunately, he's not going to get it until he retires, and that's pretty sad. Yeah, what did you yeah. say on the last episode? You said, like, when someone makes something look easy, then it stops being – or what was the question? Everything in life is hard until someone makes it look easy. And that that is literally fits Russ better than almost any player in the league when it comes to this. Yeah, yeah everyone was talking about, oh, Luka's going to break it. Oh, Jokic is going to break it. Like, instead of saying they're going to break it, why don't we just appreciate the man that actually broke it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it's terrible. Um, moving on to our third and last topic of the day. Um, it's a very sad, sad, very sad, emotional Saturday coming up. Um, Kobe is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he's not here. And, I, like, it's sad that those words are coming out of my mouth right now because um, Kobe was well-respected around his peers, you know, regardless of what the blog boys think or the media thought of him when he was playing. And they decided to give him his flowers after he was gone. It's just, like pathetic it's stupid it's sad and um but he's going to be an immortal in the basketball hall of fame joining him is going to be kevin garnett and tim duncan who are two of if not the best power forwards at their position all time if you want to argue the the white the white man from germany you can argue him if you want to argue him over kevin garnett but i know who i'm sticking with um j-rod when you think about kobe bryant the man the basketball player what are you thinking of because kobe had the msg record for points at 61 and then that um, number seven guy, Stay Mellow, Carmelo Anthony, decided to break it with 62 points uh, against the Hornets back in 2014. So when you think about Cole, um, what comes to your mind? Uh, it's definitely sad that he won't be here to, like, witness it. And, yeah, I mean, at least MJ's going to be able to – wait, who's, uh, pre- who's presenting, like, Vanessa. like for him? Oh, Vanessa's doing it? Oh, I thought uh, MJ was doing it. I think they're doing it together, actually. Oh, they are? Yeah. I mean, it's very sad they won't be here, but he definitely deserved it, obviously. And, yeah. Eric, what do you think about – when you think about Cole, what are you thinking about? He, Like you said, he is definitely respected among, like, his peers, everyone across the league. Like, whenever you think about it – and this isn't a shot at LeBron. This is – it's just, like, this shows how crazy Kobe was. Whenever LeBron – passed up MJ in scoring everyone congratulated him like it was a crazy thing but whenever Kobe did it they literally stopped the game in the mid they literally stopped the game and everyone hugged him shook his hand like it was a big thing like that and that's just something about Kobe he brought so many including me and I'm pretty sure you Andres probably you too Justin like he brought us and made us fans of the game whenever if you were if you're 21 right now 22 23 Kobe was like in his prime when we were eight, nine, like he was at his best and you couldn't grow up without appreciating like what he was doing, making your teams. Like I remember whenever the Rockets um, in 2009, we didn't have, yeah, we didn't have T-Mac for a series and we still managed to take them to seven and around Houston, everyone started feeling like maybe we could actually take them down. And then 
game seven came around and we lost by like 20 and it just felt like the game was never close. It felt like Kobe and Powell, they just made sure Hogsall, they made sure the game was not close. And that's the thing with Kobe is like, it felt like, and I say this while I'm being a Rockets fan and I've my biggest, the biggest rival the Rockets have had in the last decade is the golden state warriors who a lot of people consider the 2017 warriors, the greatest team ever. Will you look back or when I look back, Literally, those like 2010 Lakers scared me more than any other team. Even the 2017 Warriors, the 2020 uh, Lakers, any team you want to look at, the 2010 Lakers just scared me. I don't know why. Whenever Rockets would play them, I would be like scared that, oh, we're about to just absolutely get destroyed. That's what Kobe did. And I feel like the impact he had. Sure, I was younger, so I looked at it a little differently, but I think it just shows the impact he had. And He's he, he's one of the three. I always talk about how three players got me into the game, and that's Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. And Kobe probably more so than any because he was winning championships like my first years watching the league, and it was just crazy watching him every game. It felt like he just couldn't miss on his turnaround fadeaway. Whenever he would post up someone, it felt like that was just – he never missed, honestly. And it sucks that he's not going to be here. It's – that – I watched videos about it. I just saw a video on Twitter that made me start to like get emotional. It was about like Bill Russell talking to Kobe and saying like, he's proud of him and everything as if he was his own son. And just seeing that stuff, like the way people, the way, like you said, the peers, his peers view him. It's just, I don't know if we'll see another player like that. No. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely an icon. I felt the same way. Like when the Knicks played the Lakers, like the way he said that they would scare the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just he put fear in you literally like that the whole the one video that like just feels perfect for that is whenever who was it that like faked the ball yeah. no yeah uh, uh, thing? I don't know remember uh, the baseline Michael Petrus? He, no like whenever he was staying on the baseline and he did that right in his face and Kobe didn't flinch at all yeah yeah in the finals you. was that in the finals yes bro. oh damn who was it that did it I he think it was it. Michael Petrus yeah there's no shot it was Michael Petrus I thought it was like there's no shot. <laughs> Matt Barnes? Yeah, that sounds Barnes. right. I was going to say, there's no way it was Peaches. Yeah, I was thinking Matt love, Barnes. I, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking like sure. him or Matt Barnes. Um, that like right there, this is the fact that Kobe didn't move at all. Like he just put fear in you. He was he was this that yeah. guy. I, he was I, my favorite player to watch at the time. Yeah, I just thought of Kobe as like like, like immortal. Like I just never thought like Literally, he was just, like brother, Kobe. Exactly. My brother texted me like, so me and my brother, I'm not going to lie. And I know it was for a lot of people on Twitter. I know it probably was for y'all. Like it was a rough week whenever the news came out. It was a rough couple of days. Like he literally like, I don't, I don't know if a celebrity death had ever hit me that hard. Like it was, I just, I just, it was terrible. And I remember a couple of days after it happened, me and my brother were texting about it. And he just hit, texted me and said he literally felt like Superman. Like he just, it felt like he, he would never die. And that's, yeah. that's the best way to put it because he felt immortal. Like you said, it just, you didn't think this day would ever come. Yeah. Um, now that you guys said that, it's like, I, I remember where I was when um, Kobe hit that shot on D Wade in the, in the Friday night game. Like that game was just crazy, like back and forth. And then, there was like I think it was like three or two seconds left, and like I knew the game wasn't over. And then he hit that dagger in D Wade's face, and like 
I literally went to bed at like five minutes after that because like it was just it was just insane, you know, because I don't know if you guys remember this. Like, I know the new fans don't. But back in the day, like in 2010, the Lakers were on primetime every single fucking every week. Every like, time. Every single week, every Friday night, every Sunday night, every like it was must see TV. It's not like mm-hmm. today that they throw teams on NBA TV just for the hell of it. Like whenever the Lakers were playing on ESPN or ABC, like it was must watch TV, Christmas games, like everything. And like, yeah. it's just sad that after he passed away, um, a lot of people are trying to give him his flowers. And it's just like, you were, you were comparing him to player A, B, C, D and E his whole career. And now that he's gone, you want to say that he was pl- better than player A, B, C or D. So it's a lot of hypocrisy, but that's just like the world we live in. And a lot of people try to say otherwise, but it's pretty sad. Uh, guys, uh, every single time I'm on Twitter, every two weeks, there's this spark of debate about KG and Duncan. And if KG was in Duncan's shoes or Duncan was in KG's shoes in Minnesota, he would have won. Um, now that the two are getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, um, J-Rod, what can you say about Kevin Garnett and about Tim Duncan? Uh, I mean, I think everybody could try to, like, say, oh, if he was here, he was there. Like, I think, obviously, that's fair. Like, Tim Duncan was with Greg Popovich, in my opinion, the greatest coach of all time. And KG was in Minnesota with, like, he didn't have the greatest situation. But I think Tim Duncan, I think you still say Tim Duncan's better, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, K, yeah, KG, I mean, I think he's, I would say he's the second best power forward of all time in front of Dirk. But, yeah, that's all, really. I mean, I, I, like, I just don't think you could, like, I don't think it's fair to just say players were here and there. Like, I think it's just, it's just a situation they were in, and it is what it is. Yeah, that situation's tough. I mean, if you do think about it, he kind of, if you look back at the entire Timberwolves franchise, it literally is just Kevin Garnett. Like, those were the best years. Kevin Garnett carried them for a few years. I mean, what would they really have been? They haven't been really anything since he left. And he was the only reason they were even solid for a few years. And I remember the whole thing about him trying to buy the team and the fact that he wasn't able to get any ownership. That still annoys me. Like, that's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's like yeah. the, like the heat when, um, when D Wade, they announced that he was going to be with the jazz. And then after that, Mickey Harrison was like, Oh, congrats to D Wade. But I literally offered you like two years ago and you said you weren't ready. Like, that's just, disrespectful and he could have just said congratulations without everything else so pretty pretty arrogant on mickey arison's part um yeah, yeah i'm I'm, ex- I'm excited to see yeah it was so it was out of pocket it was not necessary like at all i'm so excited to see kevin garnett being an immortal because i feel like a lot of people underrate him and his career and they don't realize that the first year he got to boston he was top three in defensive player of the year top three in mvp and he was the best player for the Celtics in that playoff run. And the reason why they broke that 32-year curse of not winning a championship, I think it was the last championship was in 1986. Yeah. When they when they actually beat the Rockets, funny enough, that's funny. Because we were talking about it earlier. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad Kevin Garnett is getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. You know, a lot of people like to say that, oh, anyone can be a Hall of Famer in the NBA. And while that may be true, it's still hard to uh, – it's a hard feat to accomplish. You know, a lot of people are trying to say that, Andre Godal is not a Hall of Famer, even though he has a finals MVP under his belt. And there's only one finals MVP in NBA history that has not been a Hall of Famer. So maybe it could be two, but I don't know. I feel like Andre Godala has a good enough resume to be a Hall of Famer. And when it comes to when it comes to D. Rose, we're not going to talk about him specifically, but a lot of people are questioning if he should be a Hall of Famer. I personally think that someone like Carmelo Anthony should be a Hall of Famer. So 
a lot of people like to say it's easy to get into the NBA Hall of Fame, but I don't know if I would agree with that statement. I think the hardest Hall of Fame to get into is baseball because every rider is old and white and all they care about is no steroids. And the fact that Barry Bonds is on a Hall of Famer right now is disgraceful to the game. So would you guys agree with that um, statement? <clears throat> yeah, I would agree. Yeah. The other one. <laughs> All I of think them. football is pretty hard to get into yeah. as well. The NFL. That's the thing. That yeah, that's just what I was about to say. Football. I think when people say NBA is easy to get into, that's in comparison to baseball and basketball or baseball and football. Like, it's still insanely hard to be in the NBA in the basketball Hall of Fame. But whenever you look at sports like baseball or football, it seems a lot easier in comparison. And that's because it is honestly like Barry Bonds not being in the Hall of Fame is proof right there. And that's just because some old voters have their own agendas and they're just pissed off old white guys that are just, you know, I'm not going to keep getting They're into miserable. It. They're miserable, miserable people. Old men. Yeah. Yeah. No other way around it. Um, I, I think Melo, Iggy, and D-Rose will all get it uh, okay. at the end of the day. Okay. I think I'd so. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I'd be fine with it too. Um, J-Rod, final thoughts as we wrap up episode 18. Anything you want to say to the audience? I mean – Hopefully Knicks goes. Hopefully Knicks get that five or four seed, get the Hawks first round, maybe get out the first round, and hopefully just avoid the Bucks or Miami. That's all that matters. Well, they're not gonna not give me one of them. They're not gonna be able to play Miami because the Hawks are not losing to the Rockets. So, I mean, you never know. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. yeah, you never know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, just, Kelly Bird can have a forty point game. One question: I just do not want. Bam to see Julius. That's what <laughs> that, that, one question, Justin. That, do you think uh, Nick's finally being good will help them start getting more free agent like big names? Ooh. Yeah, for sure. I for think sure. it will. What do you, I think what it's do you just the, the, who do I want? I mean, this I can't say that right now because there's not that many free agents coming up yet. I mean, like mm-hmm. 2022, 2023, there's a couple, but this year there's not really anybody. So it would just have to depend on who asked out for a trade. But maybe this Honestly. is like the turnaround of the Knicks finally we're seeing. Yeah, I think this is just the year they needed. Like they're already saying, I think Windhorse or who was it? The, the, uh, Zach Lowe or Stein. I think it was Mark Stein or somebody said that. Like it, like their reputation is already turning around like this quickly. Yeah, I agree. I and I, I'm happy to see. I feel like Knicks being good is good for basketball. So yeah, oh, brother, is it really? I think so. That That's why I just like seeing great franchises being good. Like, whenever I look at football, I like seeing the Chicago Bears being good. Just stuff like that. That's just me, though. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Um, Once again, shout out Russ. Shout out Kobe. Shout out KG. Duncan. Everyone getting inducted. Uh, just... Hopefully, people appreciate everyone. It's always fun to argue and have debates, but at the end of the day, I hope everyone just appreciates all the greats that have played. Wow, that's a that's a great way to end it. Um, I mean, I don't have any final thoughts really for this episode. Uh, yeah, like Eric said, congrats to Russell Westbrook for um, breaking the triple-double record. He deserves it. No one more worthy. Um, rest in power to Kobe Bryant. It's scary saying those words, but it's the sad reality that we have to live in. Um, this has been everything for episode 18 of the Sports Fellas Podcast. J-Rod, thank you for coming on, bro. I appreciate you. Of course. Thanks sure. for having me, man. Yes, sir. First time. It was a good time. Yes, sure. sir. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, continue to stay safe, not, not be a jackass to people, and I'll see you on the next one. Peace.